This week on Two Noobs, the Biden administration is once again backing scientists into the corner on fuel economy. Then meet the lawmakers who'd like your middle schooler to serve drinks to the local booze hounds. Next, a zoo in China is forced to prove it's not lying to the people. And finally, we're talking more of this. Can't take this away from me, hippies. Start the music. With that, we welcome you to episode 149 of Two Noobs Talking. That's one away from an even number. It's crazy. Uh, and I've I've got the Kelly Green on in celebration of the uh, Eagles bringing out the Kelly Green jerseys this year. Hopefully, these two gentlemen are more prepared than the online retailers who didn't book enough Kelly Green jerseys to meet demand. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <sighs> Idiots. Mm-hmm. But enough about them. we've got uh gelatinous john tracy over here we've got uh um, i don't know mystifyingly matt craig Hmm. and i in the middle am uh sorely steve murray how's that that going episode 149 john is actually on location in a mystery state which we will not mention by name (laughs) (laughs) How are things going down there, John? Uh, probably not so well since I think you're scheduled for the over 40 rant today. <laughs> yes, yes. And and um, down there kind of shows it's similar. I'm northerner than I was, um, if that's a word. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Anything goes on this program. Uh, undi- it's all good. Yes, undisclosed location somewhere. Let's just say I'm in Tennessee, really close to Glen. Um, but also close to oh, Kentucky God. and Atlanta at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so, Glenn, get your map out and find me. Uh, <laughs> Where's Waldo indeed? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt, you are northerner of Mr. John still. And how yeah. are things with you this week, sir? All good. Uh, I'm just very grateful not to be in New York City going after a PlayStation 5. I'll just mm. leave it at that. I bought mine a while back. Thank God. Um, but yeah, my gosh. I'm doing good, though. Hanging in there um, on this good. fine well, Sunday. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear you weren't part of the riots Ooh. taking place over PlayStation 5. Please, please. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I really. Guess. Really. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but in any event, as we do here on the two noobs, we've got the... Fun fact, an over 40 rant brought to you by Dubby Energy Drinks. Visit W.GG. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Put in the promo code 2NoobsTalking, T-O-O Noobs Talking. Get 10% off of any energy drink you'd like for your order. Mm. Um, while John formulates his over 40 rant, Matt, why don't we go to you for the fun fact? Yeah, normally it's reverse, so it's kind of cool to get this fun fact. Um, this Better week. be good. Well, I'm hoping it will be. <laughs> Um, I saw this great video on Instagram talking about basically how hard it is to hit a baseball in a professional in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's basically from the top of the rubber all the way down to home plate, 60 feet, six inches. Of course, when you throw the ball, you basically take five feet off of that. So it's 55 feet for when the ball leaves the pitcher's hand to home plate. Makes sense. 
crazy, crazy. Um, so a typical fastball, I'm going to say is like really between 90 to 95 miles an hour. The guys that could throw over that, we're going to just ignore that for now. But a typical fastball of 90 to 95 once it leaves the pitcher's hands, it takes like the batter. They have only like maybe about 100 to 125 milliseconds just to gauge what that pitch is. And then it takes them another 25 milliseconds for their brain to say, okay, you need to swing the ball. You need to swing the bat. You know, that kind of a deal. The average swing in and of itself takes 150 milliseconds. So right then and there, you only have maybe about a I guess a little bit between about two tenths of a second to kind of hold, hold, hold your swing before you actually commit to it. Um, it was just an incredible amount. And then also too, you also have a seven millisecond margin of error to put the bat on the ball. Mm. Seven milliseconds. That's point zero zero seven seconds just to do that. I, I just found this video incredibly fascinating. Uh, frightening scary (laughs) (laughs) and it makes me just stop to think about like oh wait a minute um these guys do know kind of know what they're doing up there it's not easy to oh just go ahead and hit it no no there's so many different so many different factors at play yeah certainly puts in perspective why we celebrate guys who only succeed 30 percent of the time yeah yes Um, you know and whereas you know go ahead chase utley and Chase Utley for just standing there and getting hit by pitches like that. Just <laughs> that seems a little more insane than normal after those yeah. stats. No doubt about that. Yeah. Right. So th- baseball success of 30% gets you in the Hall of Fame. Mm. 30% success as a weather report mm. um, is typical. So, yeah. um, you mm-hmm. know, work on that. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Interesting fun fact. John, before you get to the over 40 rant and go all clean the Eastwood yes. on our asses, I want to make <laughs> yeah. us all feel old. Oh no. I saw something yes. this week that um it said that if Back to the Future were to be filmed today, oh no, and you kept the timing all the same. Okay. Marty mm. McFly would be going back to 1993. <laughs> How's that for a kick of the nuts? Oh, gosh. No. What no. a terrible year, too, 1993. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, 1993 is like the worst year of that bunch, too. Like, that would have been my... 96 was cool. 95 year. was cool. 94 yeah. was cool. 92 was cool. 93. Just, hey, the Phillies went to the World stopped. Series in 93. That's true. They did, and lost. <laughs> well, okay. thanks, Captain Bringdown. All right, go to the over 40 now. Get us even more riled that ball, that ball also still hasn't landed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So my All over right, 40, Brad, I, it, it's about inflation. Um and I didn't really, I, I've been in Texas in a, in a bunker for a long period of time. I have not realized what the country has been going through until I took a trek in. By the way, Arkansas, change your beer laws. They're fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> but I was only there for a day, so it doesn't matter. Um, so we get to Tennessee and I, 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 I had a travel day, so I was able to do some shopping because I got to, you know, I'm going to be here for a while. So I have to uh, I have to do grocery shopping, which I I do on the regular anyway. So it's not out of the realm. I'm not like 
bitching about it. Like I literally do grocery shopping every week. So it was just, I have to do it for myself. Um, <laughs> so go into the grocery store. I first, I go in the Walmart and I get a couple things and, um, I go to the Mayo section and this blows my mind. Oh, I looked at, I looked at a, a large thing of Mayo that I buy weekly in Texas. Okay. For $4 and 52 cents. And it lasts mm-hmm. like a week and a half. The mayo here was $8.50. So much. I was so shocked. I took a picture and sent it to my wife immediately. I was like, well, I'm not getting that one. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Same brand. brand, Duke's mayo. It's the only mayo that is allowed in my house. Oh, my gosh. So I, 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 I. I looked at a couple other things and the prices were up a little bit, but I, I had to go to the Trader Joe's. I had to go to the, the Whole Foods. I had to go to the food city. I literally drove around after seeing that and checking Mayo prices. They're all the same here. It make it makes no <laughs> sense to me. I, 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 by the way, I sell Duke's Mayo online now for everybody <laughs> on the East coast. If you like it, because it's way fucking cheaper where I live. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Well, yeah. That's amazing. That's also scary, too. That it's. I mean, we're not that far away from Texas. No. Really? No, it's 14 hours. 14 hours. away from the ocean. So, you know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's where mayo comes from, right? The ocean? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But but think about it. $14 for $4 or 14 miles or uh, 14,000 miles. 14 hours, let's no. say, not 14,000 miles. Okay. It was like 8,000 or whatever it was. You circled the globe? <laughs> yes, twice. Twice, by the way. Twice, and there the mayor go. was still there expensive. Um, there you go. The 14 hours, literal 14-hour drive, I'm paying $4 more? Wow. That's hmm. double, pretty much. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't. I, I wonder how much nuts. it is in Pennsylvania. Not eating mayo, I couldn't tell you. Yes, I know. Yes. I have mayo in thing. my sandwiches, John. I have to, I have to check, but I usually get the Wegman store brand mayonnaise. Um, I haven't really which checked. Probably would be next time I yeah, buy it, I'll, I'll check. Cheaper. Yeah, probably. Yeah, store brands usually are. Generic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Sometimes, sometimes the store brands are really good, and other times, sometimes I made not. the mistake one time. <laughs> you know, back when I was still buying Kraft macaroni mm. and cheese mm-hmm. you know it was 99 cents or whatever and the store brand was 33 cents i'm like oh wow. i could get like three of those for what so i bought one it was not good yeah it was craft. not good at yeah. all it was totally worth paying the extra for the craft, craft oh. the store brand but like yeah. store brand bread i actually prefer that to some of the name brand breads it's, agreed you know, i yeah. agree it's, it's I really agree. hit or miss with, with store brands yeah yeah so I'm I'm glad you brought up the driving because we're going into topic one. Oh boy, it's about driving. How about that? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, and you know, it's like we Biden do this for a living. Things, wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we planned it all out. Yeah, exactly. Reuters article, gentlemen: U.S. proposes raising vehicle fuel economy standards to 58 miles per gallon by 2032. Seems wow. kind of ra- random and arbitrary to me, but okay. 
So the Biden administration uh, proposed to hike fuel economy standards by 2032 to a fleet-wide average of 58 miles per gallon as it seeks to cut greenhouse gas emissions and reduce fuel use. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, proposal, (laughs) 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 which covers the 20... A little something to throw, Johnny? Sorry. Sorry. Which... The the Nahutza proposal covers the 2027 through 2032 model years would boost corporate average fuel economy or CAFE requirements by 2% per year for passenger cars and 4% per year for light trucks. The agency is also proposing new fuel efficiency standards for heavy duty pickup trucks and vans for 2020 yeah, 2030 to 2035 rising 10% per year. Uh, the agency's new proposal would save 2032 vehicle owners allegedly about $1043 per vehicle in lifetime fuel costs while increasing average vehicle costs by $932. The Hatsa says the rule will encourage manufacturers producing internal combustion engine vehicles during the standard setting timeframe to achieve significant fuel economy, improve energy security, and reduce harmful pollution by a large amount. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John, admirable goals, um, but are we pushing this before knowing we can actually get there? And how can we, how can we know how much savings we're going to get nine years from now? Uh, oh, sorry. I had a biting moment. Um, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get in, Let's get into this. Um, you, you can't because uh, is the, uh, is the oil that we're buying from Saudi Arabia or is it going to be made in the United States? We saw that difference with, in energy independent and not energy independent between Biden and Trump. Uh, policy not, you know, person. Um, they want, they, let's just go to the heavy duty real quick. Because that that's what I drive, a heavy duty truck. And I was telling you guys in pre-production, I get maybe 12 miles to a gallon. Um, and it's about, the company is paying like a hundred and four to a hundred and thirty five dollars per fill up in a 30 gallon tank. Um, mm. Mm. and gas prices are rising too. So it's going to, as the gas, as we're not energy independent, that's going to rise anyway there. I don't, I have a, I'm driving a 2023, uh, Chevrolet, uh, Chevrolet mm-hmm. truck, heavy duty. It's the best we have right now. It's literally fresh. It just came in. Like, it's fresh <laughs> off the market. It's the best we have, right? It's the best we have. And that's the that's the uh, mileage that it's getting per gallon. I think they're they're lunatics to think that they could. If, if they came out and said 22 miles, maybe mm-hmm. 30, that may be pushing it, I would be all on board. I'm not on board because of the radical lunacy that they're talking about. Like 50, like 58, like for a regular car, a Prius mm. doesn't even get that. No. And a Prius is the most efficient car out on the market. It's a with hybrid. Gasoline. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Yeah. It's but it's the most efficient that I, I've driven the Vault. I've rented the Vault and I rented the Prius and I've had them for weeks at a time. Mm. 
the vault fucking sucks. It's 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 about as fuel efficient as my old Toyota Corolla. It's not good at all. <laughs> so just throw that one out. Like it's terrible. Like it's oh that thing's got to be charged again. We just drove down the street. Like that thing is terrible. That thing is terrible. I the Prius was I forgot about gas stations driving a Prius because it was so efficient because it has the gas and it ha- why why aren't we worried about that like the hybrid it seems like we just decided to go full electric without even like hanging out with the hybrid like yeah that's a good point Johnny it's a very good point yeah it's very true mm-hmm. um I will point the article does point out that CAFE requirements are not as stringent as an EPA proposal in April to cut vehicle tailpipe emissions. Uh, Nechutza wants comments on five alternatives uh, to this rule, including not hiking requirements to raising them annually by 6% for cars and 8% for light trucks. So it sounds like the proposal we were just talking about is sort of like an intermediate uh, okay. proposal. The agency said its preferred alternative comes at a cost we believe the market can bear without creating consumer acceptance or sales issues. Mm. The Alliance for Automotive Innovation, or I, <laughs> representing General Motors, Toyota Motor, Volkswagen, and others, asked EPA to soften its emission proposal, saying it is neither reasonable nor achievable. While Tesla said EPA should make it tougher. Well, surprise, surprise. The Alliance Friday said it was reviewing Nachutz's proposal. Uh, no no surprise Tesla wants it to be tougher so they can push their competition out of the market. But, um, yeah. Matt, what's your what's your take on this? I mean, they're, they're pushing this too hard, I think. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Steve. I think, uh, again, all for fuel efficiency and whatnot. I know I drive a... 2016 model of the Honda Accord and uh you know it it is it's remarkable in the fact that when you're on highway driving the cylinders instead of a regular four cylinder engine drops down to a three the idea being that basically mm-hmm. you're going already at a high rate of speed one cylinder can just go off and it's like you don't have to burn as much fuel fuel efficiency obviously in that regard and you see I I'm starting to see especially now in the summer months even driving in around the area um my you know, the, the digital readout that I get, it's like we're getting anywhere between 28 to 30 miles per gallon now, which is great. Good. Yeah. Which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the difference comes in the winter months. The winter months are huge. Uh, that's where I see a significant drop off where that same drive in around the area. Now, instead of between 28 and 30, we're talking 22 to 24, obviously, because it's colder out. More fuel is being burned off to keep the car warm inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that. I do agree, though, with both of your sentiments. I think it's ridiculous that the government is trying to enforce an arbitrary figure. And this is exactly what this is. It's an arbitrary figure. that six is, feet. Yeah, it's, it literally is six feet apart. It literally is like, okay, well, we got to make sure that you know people are safe. But we got to make sure everyone's cars are efficient. Let's shoot for 60 miles per gallon. If that's the case... Why not shoot for a hundred? Why do we have to have right? Is that it, it? Essentially, is that too overblown? And the answer is yes, it's overblown by a significant margin. There's ways to incentivize people to create create a manufacturing process where you are 
rewarding them for essentially good behavior. Mm-hmm. How are you building your engines to essentially have less fuel, burning off less fuel while still keeping those you know, that fuel in your tank? And that's really the, what engineers go through and everything. And I, I certainly don't have that. But the point being, that's the incentive that you need to do. You don't just say, okay, you know what? 60 miles per gallon seems like a good idea. Let's shoot for that without ever consult, no consultations. Like what's going on here with all of this? And that's why I think we said in the article too, like people are just like, no, 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 it's too broad. It's too ridiculous at this point. You need Mm -hmm. to scale this back uh, in that regard. So, yeah. Uh, I thinking about this more, the fact that they have alternative proposals for this rule Mm. ranging anywhere from not doing any raises to even more than what they said. That just shows you it's it's how arbitrary it is because it's not actually depending on the science and technology of, okay, this is what it's been like to get here. This is taking into account, you know, what we think we can do with the technology we have if we can make incremental improvements. No, it's just like, mm, let's pick a number out of a hat. Mm-hmm. And then we'll 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 decide that the you know whether the number is too much or too little, mm-hmm. and they've decided fifty eight miles a gallon by twenty thirty two is achievable without having actually considered the engineering aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, to me, this just it's again arbitrary six feet. That's what this is. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're not doing a review of this from a scientific common sense point of view. It's purely. A purely a goal-driven uh, we'd all love to have more miles per gallon don't get me wrong for whatever yeah. reason for the environment or for your wallet yeah or both. yeah it's both great goals but, to have but you have to use the 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 they have to see where the technology is going before you rule make and tell people they have to do it exactly i agree with you well, Matt. He, incentivize yeah Here's the other problem. They're not putting it on the manufacturers. They're putting it on the people. Mm. That's if it, they could they could roll this out if they were going after fuel efficiency on the corporate level for the cars. They could mm. probably, maybe it won't be 35, maybe it would be 42, but you could say, well, incentivize you for using X, Y, and Z. Like, the companies but instead they're 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 making state laws they're making they're making laws that be like oh well you got to get rid of your car and get an electric car or you got to get a hybrid or you got to get this and it's it's not the way to make things happen go to the source go to ford go to chevy shut up elon you don't know anything you <laughs> only if elon produces a, a gasoline car i'll take that back but he's not going to so shut up elon um <laughs> <laughs> but go to the ones with the, they already did it the 90s to the 2000s these cars are far more efficient than they were in the 90s into the 2000s and 2020 they're better they're better fuel efficient cars i don't know why we stopped forcing the car companies to do their due diligence and yeah. just started being like oh joe schmo get a new car idiot because you're <laughs> killing the environment makes no yeah. sense to me Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Johnny. I I think just the and Steve's point, too, where it's like, I I think there is a lack of science. Science is really good in the fact that you can track stuff and you can collaborate Mm -hmm. data 
and and, and you know tested against a hypothesis, you know, and all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I, I just don't see that with the government. I see something where it's like their their lack of incentivization. It's not really a lack of incentivization. It's just a poor judgment on incentivizing companies to achieve fuel efficiency. It's almost like saying your goal is should be here. Your goal should be 60 miles per gallon. We're not there yet. Technology wise. We're just not there yet. Will we be in 20 years? I would hope so. I would love for that to happen. But as of for 2032, guys, that's like eight or nine years away from us. I don't see that happening. I really don't. I see that more where you're shooting off into like 20, 25 years into the future where the where the internal combustion engine or the electric vehicles are all going to be in that regard. I hope that happens. But as of right now, no, no. There's, the technology right now just does not exist, and the science right now just does not exist to that point uh, as of yet. Uh, the knowledge doesn't exist to that point. So it's just something to keep in mind, I would think. All right, as we move to topic two, we go from the ridiculous to the also ridiculous. Oh. Uh, and once again, governments at fault. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. CNN article, more states want to let kids work as bartenders. Woo. Sweet. All right. What a uh, great idea. Uh, more states are letting teenagers serve alcohol at bars and restaurants, part of a growing rollback of child labor protection laws across the United States. Since 2021, at least nine states have introduced bills to lower the minimum age for serving alcohol. Uh, recently in Wisconsin, legislators are seeking to lower the alcohol service age from 18 to get this 14. And pardon? I'm 14, <laughs> one, four. One, four. So in a couple months when my son turns 14, he might be able to serve alcohol in Wisconsin. How about that? Wow. Uh, and Idaho lawmakers want to lower it from 19 to 17. Uh, restaurants and industry groups like the National Restaurant Association, or the NRA. Yeah, Weird. that's right. Uh, <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want those two things together. <laughs> have pushed these bills. And, it, and, and is Charl- Charlton Heston running both of them? <laughs> um, uh, post, uh, yeah, post mortally. Yes, he is. Yeah, he probably um, is. The, the, so the NRA has pushed these bills as they face challenges hiring workers. Around 80% of restaurant operators say they currently have job openings that are tough to fill. Millions of restaurant workers have left the industry in recent years over low wages and poor working conditions. But lowering the minimum age to serve alcohol would put teenagers at risk of sexual harassment, underage drinking, and other harms, labor experts warn. Okay, Matt, so the solution is not to improve wages or working conditions, but just to lower the hiring age. What do you think about that? Yeah, hard pass. No, absolutely not. Uh, This is absolutely ridiculous. It's probably the most ridiculous article I think I've read in virtually, I guess it would be my entire life. 
I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I've I've been a voracious reader for most of my most of my adult life and in my teens. This is the stupidest argument I think I've ever seen. I mean, this is just this. This just goes against every fiber of everything yeah. that I could even like think about. Because like I, when I was like 14, 15, I was outside cutting grass, basically, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer months. I, I wouldn't even think about doing you know, waiters, you know, being a waiter or whatnot, you know, in the, in the retail or that kind of a thing. And even though I did do retail, it was very difficult, very trying um, to go through. But to be able to say that you are not getting the waiters and waitresses that you need, I have an idea to solve that problem. We're going to hire kids to go out there and serve alcohol. I don't think so. I don't care if they're even carrying the beer on the plate to their, you know, to the person that ordered it. I, that to me is just not is it, from a fiber, you know, just from a moral standpoint, just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't quite understand the need for that, I, you know, and especially to pay them at low wages um, below the minimum wage. Uh, no, uh, that it just goes against everything. Guys, I, I have no other ex- alternative explanation yeah. other than that. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me that you would be targeting teenagers to do this type of stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I've seen, I've seen kids probably 14, maybe even younger, in restaurants like busting tables. Yes, but you know they're not interacting with customers or handling money, mm-hmm. which you probably shouldn't be at that age. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think you, you should be a little bit more advanced for for that type of work. But I mean, restaurant workers in particular have to deal with douchebags all the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're adding alcohol, and an alcohol fueled douchebag is even worse, as we all yeah. know. And so yeah. now we, we want to subject 14 year olds to that? Uh, Come no. on. How about how about instead of, hey, restaurants, we'll we'll make it easier for you to get labor by hiring kids. Why don't you say, pay the damn people their what they're worth? Yeah. <laughs> Stop yeah. paying them below minimum wage and forcing them to earn tips. Actually, pay these people for sure. No, no. Let's let's have let's have uh, sub teenagers, you know, bringing uh, drugs to people. That's a good <laughs> idea. Um, yeah. The article goes on: laws that lower the alcohol service age will subject more young people at younger ages to potentially dangerous working conditions at low wages, all in service of employers' pursuit of cheap labor as we just said, said Nina Mast, an economic analyst at the Economic Policy Institute. Efforts to lower alcohol serving ages are part of a larger push to loosen child labor protections in states around the country. Federal laws providing minimum protections for child labor were enacted nearly a century ago, but in the past two years, at least 14 states have introduced or passed laws rolling back child labor protections. For example, in March, Arkansas rolled back a number of child labor protections, including a measure that had required employers to obtain work certificates for children under the age of 16. Uh, John, uh, first off, you know, your kids are older now, but at 14, would you have let them serve drinks? I mean, that's the other thing here was right. Yes, the the law might permit it, but what parents are going to let their kids do that? No, no. And work, working papers from coming from Pennsylvania, working papers was a rite of passage. You Absolutely. could you could obtain, you know, you 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 showed your parents that you had the ability to go out amongst the the gremlin 
and <laughs> you can do this and you can earn you can earn money like you you, you mm. we've given you that opportunity like that was a rite of passage which was which is awesome i want to real quick before i get into my total rant about how stupid this is i just want to point out that this cnn article has a a semi sentence in here that says Economic Policy Institute, a left-leaning think tank in seven states. The <laughs> fact that CNN put that in there means the world is changing. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't do that. Uh, ever. They would never you, call out a no. left. Ever. Ever. Never. And they totally did in this never. article. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, now for your yeah, rank, go is, for it. The, second of the day. Okay. This is... This is dumb. Um, hmm. it, so, so it's supposed to be 16 to own it, 18 to serve, 21 to drink. That is what I has been in my head for years because that's what I I always wanted to be in the bar business and I was and it was terrible and I never want to be in it ever again. <laughs> but I there always knew it's so 16 to own, 18. That's Pennsylvania state law. 16 to own, 18 mm-hmm. to serve, 21 to drink. The f- mm-hmm. Fact, thank God Pennsylvania's not on this list, but yeah. just to think of the people that I've yeah. known in the bar business, mm-hmm. I, there's no there's no reason for this. I would I absolute I told all my kids all, all three of the older kids, absolutely not. Do not work in that restaurant. If you need money later on, you want to be a bartender. I know a lot of great people that were bartenders that were much older mm. um, that, you know, that I still friends with today, but getting into it young, they would even tell you it's stupid to get in young mm. because it's, mm. it's debauchery. It's it, alcohol. The alcohol industry is for the depressed and mental ill. That is what they mm. designed it for. So you're not mm. getting, you're not getting, Hardware. I don't go to a bar. Mm-hmm. I don't go to bars at all because I'm too busy. They're not. They're not in my frame of. Uh, I work. I'm working when people are going to the bar. This is for those. Those. They. It, they're called industry people. Bar people go to bar things and then they take advantage of the corporate America because corporate America works from eight to five. That is what that industry is designed for. It's not designed for hardworking people. We get a six pack and go home and don't bother anybody. There's a difference between that and the bar industry. It's ironic they call it so, a happy hour, right, Johnny? Yeah. Could you imagine putting a 14-year-old yeah. in in the environment where 30-year-old dudes that are dejected in their their yeah. their industry come to put their wallows aside and tell stuff like big thing about bartenders is they they're supposed to be therapists in a way that's how they were sold to us many years ago but they they are in they are in a way because they see so much shit that they could probably do yeah. do well to help you get over somebody because they see so much shit mm-hmm. but why are you giving that to a 14-year-old, male or female? It seems Yeah. It seems like you're jumping you're jumping the gun and creating more mental health issues. That's what Agreed. I think. No, I, I totally agree, Johnny. I think you're spot on the money. Um and 
it's not okay really for a youth to be able to go in let's just say to wisconsin or whatever and get hired to serve alcohol because of that very point you're going to see somebody who's like probably in their mid to late 30s not happy about their job not happy about their marriage not happy about whatever and they're going to try and be sympathetic and you know the next thing you know this kid's not going to know what to do or say and they're going to like I feel like it's going to be mm-hmm. on them to to rectify it. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility for that to 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 happen in a local bar, but it is it is very concerning to put a young kid like that in a situation where they have no control over the emotion, they have no control over like really they don't have their full control of their own emotions really to begin no. with. At 14. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, at 14. Not. absolutely not. And then all of I a sudden, want... you're going to be throwing them into that environment? Uh-uh. No. I and don't want to put a 21-year-old in that yeah. in that aspect. Yeah. So why would I want to put a 14-year-old? So you're yeah. going to have a 14-year-old who's going to see how 30-year-olds deal with things going wrong in their life. And so there's, well, I guess when something goes wrong, I go to a bar and I drink myself under the table because that's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. You know, you're just going to create more drunks that way. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, bars are, you know, how many industries have to have a bouncer outside to be there to physically eject people when necessary? Mm-hmm. You're going to put a 14 year old in that environment? Yeah. Come on. All right. While well, John uh, fiddles with his hotel keys. <laughs> that he absconds with from the hotel front desk. We're moving on to topic three. And this certainly is one for the weird file, gentlemen. Yeah. New York Post article. Surprise, surprise. It's weird files coming yes. from that. Chinese zoo forced to deny bear is a human in costume. <laughs> Somebody was watching that Simpsons episode when uh, Mr. Burns yep. put Homer in the panda costume and in the enclosure. Yep. <laughs> That's right. A zoo in China has refused to grin and bear it. Oh, they are posting their puns. After a video of one of its bears standing on its hind legs went viral, forcing officials to deny it was a human in costume. Hangzhou Zoo addressed the wild allegations in a statement pretending to be from Angela, the Malaysian sun bear, seen standing up and staring at bemused-looking visitors. Some people think I stand like a person. It seems you don't understand me very well, the statement said. Video of the bear. And by the way, we'll have that picture right there uh, for you here on the YouTube video. Video of the bear drew attention as spectators noticed its slender legs and folds of fur that make the creature appear as if it was a person standing in a bear costume. The local Hangzhou Daily first noted the attention writing, because of the way they stand, some people online question whether they are humans in disguise. That forced zookeepers to note that the sun bears from Malaysia are smaller than other bears and have a different appearance, but are just as real. All right, John, now that we know where you were two weeks ago, um, <laughs> how was it in the bear costume? Yes. <laughs> hot. <laughs> Very hot. Um, oh, so you, you get, saw this you picture. What was your first? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you saw the you saw the picture. What was your first kind of impression of it, and how long did it take before you kind of came back down to realize it was a Malaysian sun bear for real? Um, it was kind of uh, uh, political 
my first thought was like, oh shit, Chata's lying again. <laughs> uh, but I quickly got over that. Um, <laughs> I got trauma. I got trauma. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, 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 it, looked, it looked fake. It looked fake. It really did. And then once I saw the video where they explained it, um, it still looked fake, but I get it. Like, okay, so some bears look different than other bears, but I can see why it went viral and everybody's like, that's not a bear. I totally get it. And that's backed by China. That's like Clorox selling you a Gatorade type product. Wouldn't you be skeptical? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here, come try our Arctic Glaze Glacier, you know. Oh, what You'd be does like, this look no like? Way. <laughs> no way. No way that's real. I get I get I get this. I I get it. But thank you for educating me on the sun bear. I now know that there's a bear that kind of looks like a half dude, half bear. Got it. I'll put that in the memory <laughs> file and forget about it tomorrow. <laughs> China do better. Be that's all I'm saying. It'll be, a, it'll, be a, it'll be a fun fact later on. All right. Yeah. Well, getting back to man bear pig. Uh, <laughs> officials also said that a human inside a fuzzy costume would never survive summer temps soaring to more than 100 degrees. If a person that's did wear bullshit, a bear costume. Because I live in Texas and I survive. <laughs> so that's just bullshit. Not Let's wipe that costume, right off the bat. Was, hey, hey, you're not in a bear yeah, costume, feel, Mr. Tracy. <laughs> but I feel like bacon every day. So... <laughs> Well, imagine that feeling, but inside a bear costume. Oh, man. So a, a spokesman said if a person did wear a bear costume, they would be lying down within minutes due to the heat. Uh, an employee who answered the phone at the zoo declined to discuss the bears, but said visits were being arranged for reporters to view the bears. Other Chinese zoos, so this isn't the first time, gentlemen, other Chinese zoos have been accused of misleading guests about their animals, mm. with allegations including dying dogs to look like wolves or African cats and painting donkeys to look like zebras. <laughs> I, 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 rest my case. <laughs> I was just going to say, sorry. Matt, Matt, what's your level of trust here? Sun bear, yay or nay? That might be a loaded question. Um, hmm, I don't know if it's really a bear or not. No, I'm kidding. I mean, it looks, if it looks like a bear or talks like a bear, it, chances are it is a bear. Uh, that talks, kind of we got a problem. If it talks, we got a definite problem, especially they, uh, you know, steal picnic baskets. Just saying. Um, the, the resemblance, though, of a person in costume looking at and i'll flash it up there again on screen it looks like someone is wearing a bear costume mm -hmm. it really does so just from the the overall crease it, it's really amazing and but you see the motion of the video you can definitely tell it has like it it's a definite animal no question about it too so i it but i think from an American standpoint, we've been so trained, unfortunately, to only think that something that comes out of some other country, whether or not they're communists or not, is it well, is it really true or not? And I think also, too, in the fact, too, let's just let's face facts, guys. Social media has a lot to do with this. Thing. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that influence going on as well. Just thinking about that. I'm going to lead more towards the communism, thing. though. 
Communism bad. That too. Yeah, communism bad. Well, this, yeah. Matt, you missed the part of the video where the bear then gets into his weather balloon and flies over the Arctic Circle. Yes, exactly, exactly. And Joe Biden Only to be shot down by down. the American military. <laughs> hey, what the hell is that up there? A bear in a weather balloon. <laughs> what the it's hell? Paddington. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I mean, definitely one for the weird file for sure. But, yeah, I think we could definitely slip that in there for, for darn sure. But, yeah, boy. But upon first glance, though, guys, I was with I was with Johnny at the beginning. This is definitely fake. There is no way that that bear is standing like that at a almost perfect human posture. I mean, it's uncanny. Oh, oh it is. It is absolutely. You know, in mm-hmm. that regard. So, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think I saw a video from Neil deGrasse Tyson one time uh, talking about one of those videos where a dog does something that we're all amazed at. You know, he he picks some not random number or something yeah. and he's like the, we're only amazed by this because we have an inherent bias as humans to think that animals can't do things that humans do and so yeah, yeah the oh, natural absolutely. reaction to see a bear standing on two legs mm-hmm. i mean you've seen you've seen grizzlies you know standing on two legs and it's it has a definite different appearance than a human Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this sun bear is a little different, but I think it's uh, to, again to the just difference in body structure yep. of the sun bear. But we're amazed and we think it's fake because we don't expect to see a bear standing in that position. Yeah, I mean, this is the reality. All right, and as we roll into topic four, for those of you who are concerned, we were going to be talking about breastfeeding again just because I brought my uh, milk bottle to the intro today. No, but it is milk-related. So, so Matt, is, Matt is wiping his brow. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to give the story again about the woman on the plane going to no. the Netherlands. No, 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 no. No fear. All right, topic four, insider article. New research says cow's milk is better for you than oat milk or other plant-based vegan alternatives or breastfeeding in a pool. No. For that. Really? <laughs> Who would have thought that? that? <laughs> <laughs> the plant-based milk industry is booming and new milks seem to be cropping up everywhere. But few of these alternatives compare to cow's milk in terms of nutrition that's according to data presented on July 24th at the American Society for Nutrition Conference, or ASNC, in Boston. <laughs> oh, I love it. I thought going into this that the manufacturers would have been looking at cow's milk and trying to match it with these products, Dr. Abigail Johnson, who researches nutrition at the University of Minnesota, told Insider. Instead, there's so much variability in the nutritional content of non-dairy products I think that the flavor and the mouthfeel and the other properties are probably what's mostly driving the development in these products and not so much like if they are a nutritional match for cow's milk, Johnson said. Scientists analyzed the nutrition labels for 237 plant-based milk products from 23 different manufacturers, but only 28 of that 237 were comparable or better than dairy milk when it came to vitamin D, calcium, and protein. So Matt, are you uh, switching back to cow's milk, or are you uh, you staying on the boob? (laughs) (laughs) 
We should flash off um, the almond tit at this point. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Why don't we get all the jokes out now, guys, right? I mean, there's... Um, to be honest with you guys, I have not had a glass of milk ever since I was a wee lad. Um, oh, Matt's up for osteoporosis. <laughs> I'm up for osteoporosis any day of the week and twice on Sunday. No, um... To be honest with you, I have always gone 1% or 2% milk. I've never gone unless utter, utterly desperate. Uh, hit, hit it, hit it, <laughs> hit it. Yeah, I'm hitting it. There you go. All right. Unless that, um, I will try. I have tried almond milk. It's disgusting. Agreed. So I go back to 1%. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I... So I'm really grateful for you know articles like this one gents that we found that just affirm our thinking that yes cow's milk is very good for you and then any other nonsense any other plant or vegan based milk is horrible it doesn't not nearly provide you with enough nutrients calcium protein etc for you to have a healthy and happy life so that's our service there to two noobs. From two noobs to you, <laughs> drink your cow's milk, baby. That's what it's all uh, about. I personally don't care whether it's more or less nutritional. I just I agree with you that the the almond milk I tried it once and it was disgusting. Yeah, um, it's it's not a substitute in the least as far as the flavor is concerned from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but as we always get with these nutritional studies, you know, eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Eggs are good for you. Uh, some experts are skeptical of the study's findings. Dr. Christopher Gardner, director of the Stanford Diabetes Research Center, or SDERC, told CNN that the assertion that cow's milk is nutritionally superior is, quote, bunk. None of the plant milks have cholesterol. They all have very low levels of saturated fat, and some of them have fiber, he told CNN. Plus, dairy milk has cholesterol, has saturated fat, and does not have fiber, which can make plant-based milk better for some people. The biggest takeaway, said Johnson, is that plant-based milks are not one-to-one matches for cow's milk. Johnson said it's important to get both vitamin D and calcium in your diet. Where you get that can be from foods, or it could be from cow's milk, or it could be from an alternative source. Um, John, you drink it from the almond teat yes. anytime soon? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but I do, I do, I do buy an array of, uh, um, alternative milks every week. Um, I, I, and this is very near and dear to my heart because this is dietary and I'm very big in the dietary world of that. Your diet is what works for you, not um, in the masses, I, I find this complete bullshit on both ends. Like it's, it's the anti-milk people against the anti-oat people. I don't, I, I like, I don't care. Like if you like cow's milk and you feel good every day, drink fucking cow's milk. If you like almond milk and you feel great every day, drink fucking almond milk. I don't care. Uh, either way, like if, if you, if you eat bacon all the time and you feel great, my thing is, and this is why I hate media. I'm going to bring that in at the same time. If you feel good every day and you do something, you should probably just continue to do that and not listen to everybody else. 
So if you drink cow's milk every day and your life is good, what do you care about a fucking study by a bunch of fucking idiots that don't know anything about anything? (laughs) Cow's milk is good. It tastes far better than fucking oat milk. But if I can't drink cow's milk, I guess I'm going to drink oat milk, right? Like... Yeah. There is lactose intolerant intol- people out there. I understand. Absolutely. I understand Absolutely, it. Yeah. That, that's that's the thing with me. Like dietary is if your diet is working for you and you feel good, what does any of it matter? It, but yeah. if you have a shitty life and you feel you're overweight and you're and you're not going to fix it by drinking oat milk, it's not <laughs> that one thing is not going to change it. Like getting rid of cow yeah. milk and going to oat milk isn't going to work. Yeah, That's my I, two. I, I, I like milk. I will not drink that bullshit. Um, I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very, um, let's think of the word. Uh, okay, I suck at life. Uh, I, I only <laughs> drink, I only drink vanilla, organic vanilla creamer. I will not put creamer in my coffee if it's not organic. And it has to be vanilla. I will not. Hazelnut sucks. I will not put oat okay. milk in there. I will not. I won't go to Starbucks yeah. and get fucking extra vente with steamed butthole milk. I won't do that. <laughs> I have to have a specific. And I have to oh have. I have to have. Yeah, I have to have. I can't. No white sugar. I have to have the brown sugar. It's better. Oh, I'm. Yeah. I'm completely weird in my own, but I don't bring it to the rest of the world. And this is the first <laughs> time I'm telling people this. Like, only my wife Very knows dumb. this. Like, I don't bring it to the rest of the world. It's not better for you. It's not better for you. It's what I enjoy. And that's what I think the point I was trying to get. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a good. Point. No, I, I agree with that perspective in that. Yes, there are lactose intolerant people out there. Yep. Um, who, yeah, I mean, if they can't have dairy milk and they want some kind of you know equivalent for that then yes these milks are fine and there are people out there who don't like the taste of regular milk but they'll drink the oat milk you know whatever i don't give yeah. two shits but my problem is the commercials for the oat milks you know yes. they're they're trying to one up the cow milk they can't mm-hmm. just it can't just be hey we're here if you need us it's you know oh, i'm better than a fucking cow oh, going down the lazy river <laughs> drinking out of a cow's teat now you, you could have an oat you know, squeezed through the ringer, whatever. You know, yeah. who cares? I, I kind of regret that, giving that uh, almond needs to go Johnson up right the, there. <laughs> <laughs> I regret giving Dr. Johnson the the, uh, the sarcastic voice because she does have a point that I agree with right at the end of the article there, mm-hmm. which was, mm-hmm. I think people need to realize something, which is that you you can't, and that's sort of the point. A lot of this article. There are nutritional differences between a cow's milk and your vegetable-based milk, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to say, I'm taking cow's milk out of my diet, I'm going to drink vegetable milk. That can't be the only thing you change. Yeah. It's not a yes, one-for-one swap. You need to adjust the rest point. of your diet to account for what you've lost by getting rid of the cow's milk. And by virtue of yes. the other you know, if you're going to drink cow's milk, then you need to account for fiber that you're not getting milk. You got to get that mm-hmm. somewhere else. Then. Absolutely. So, you know, Absolutely. that's it's a great point that you, these are not like substitute one for the other and be done with it. You have to take lots of things into account. 
But I love cow's milk. I'm going to drink it, and that's the end of it. There you go. No hippies going to change I had, my mind. I had really good advice one time from a guy I worked with in a uh, in a uh, a shop that I worked in years and years and years ago, and he was making fun of somebody that uh, was was like that. He was doing the one for one. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop uh, I'm gonna stop smoking cigarettes. And the dude looked at him after he said it. He was like, you can't substitute stop and smoke a cigarette to just doing cocaine all the time. It's not good for you. <laughs> uh, it's, and it made me laugh at the time. But it's my whole point is your diet is your diet. What works for you works for you. You can't. It is not one size fits all. And I've been saying I've been saying this on social media forever. And me and my wife really understand our diets and we've done a really good job of, of changing and, and molding what works for me does not work for her. And, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing when you can understand that if cow's milk works for you, go for it. If you need oat milk supplements, like Steve said, you have to look at your entire diet. If you're just eating boxed food or cheeseburgers from McDonald's every day, you're not going to get any healthier. Like <laughs> oat milk's not going to help. Like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a taking control of your entire diet. And it's, yeah. it's you. I've never felt better in my life. And I don't take care of myself the same way I did 10 years ago, going to the gym all the time. I feel better because I eat better because mm-hmm. I know what works for me. This works for me. So I get the nutrition I need and I can fuck off half the time because I don't need to worry about it because I get the nutrition I need. I, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Johnny. I think for me, um, there's two things. One, uh, the old adage variety is the spice of life, right? I mean, that to me, this is what this whole discussion about with milk is all about. Yeah. It's okay to, if you want to have almond milk and you feel more healthy doing it, go ahead and have it. Um, for me, it's like, I know 1% works for me. That doesn't necessarily mean that exactly. you know, I dis- disregard all of the milks. It's just 1% works for me. Skim, but baby. There you go. <laughs> then the exactly. other one for me is the other one for me, just to talk about, you know, real diet real quick. I think I had a huge change. not only just in the fact that when you lose 40 pounds, it's not just working out. It's your diet. Your diet goes a long Absolutely. way. And again, that was something that I had to really kind of understand and realized what was causing my weight gain. You know, was it, was it like portion control was a big deal for me and just understanding what that was all about, making sure that my plate wasn't overloaded, that it essentially was like a fist. That's about the size of your stuff. So as long as you understand that and you don't pack on those pounds, that's how I was able to get, that's how I was able to lose 40 pounds. Yes, working out helped and helped out in a big deal. But it was really just understanding portion control and knowing that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, when I first got married, um, I put on a few pounds just because it was my first time on my own, my wife's first time on her own. And she would, mm-hmm. we'd go get a package of chicken and she would cook all the chicken. 
Yeah. And so we yeah. would eat all the chicken. It's yeah. like, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I guess we could freeze some of it. Some of it, yeah. It yeah. Or, or, le- <laughs> or leftovers is a... <laughs> yeah, I have trouble eating leftover, you know, meat. Me, me, so, too. Uh, me sure. too, but... Me too, but it's it, but they're they're just things that you learn throughout yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So portion control is a big part of it. I absolutely would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, no yes. doubt. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you got to know when to unlatch from the boob on the in the Liberty River. Yeah, and with so that, I I ate just just to let you know, we all deal with it. I ate three bowls of red beans and rice with sausage last night, and I Ooh. I was I was fine after the first one, but it tasted so damn good. That two more bulbs needed to happen, That's um, and I, I and I'll tell you, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I but but I'm good, I'm good with fasting because I haven't eaten yet today. And that's mm-hmm. because I I can gorge, but I also that it's just knowing yourself. Yeah, it's it, that's my biggest. That's the biggest point with that. Know yourself if you're gonna eat three bowls of fattening rice in the next day, you probably should eat it like 2 p.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically Your body what doesn't I've gleaned, need anything else. What yeah. I've gleaned from this is that John has the snake diet. Um, yes. You just, you ate a you know, bunch of stuff and you walk around for a little bit with a big bulge in your tummy, but you just don't eat for a few yeah. days uh, until it goes I'm away. Fat, I'm days. fat and skinny at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, oh man. I should have had those tacos prior to but recording. The, <laughs> but that's me. And that's what yeah. I was like. That's not, like, Steve, you couldn't do that diet. You would, you would, nope. you would be mad all the time. Yeah, I know I. you. Either. Like <laughs> I need I need to eat on a regular interval or else I get cranky. There you go. Yep. Yep. You go. I am not that way. <laughs> well, with that, we end episode 149, the milk episode number two. Mm. Tune in next week to see if we have another milk-based topic. <laughs> <laughs> next will be cow cat. Cows who live on the East Coast are better than cows on the West Coast. West Coast, <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Those cows on the West Coast are uber liberals, man. It's not too- <laughs> can, can you believe? Guys I'm going to write that article and put it to CNN, and they will probably publish it in three days. <laughs> can you believe we're going to have 150 episodes of Two Noobs? That's know, crazy. That's yeah, that's weird. That's insane. God. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we got that's out of awesome. the starting gate. Maybe... Check out maybe, our newfangled uh, website. Not yet. It's not up yet. <laughs> I got to work on that. There you go. It's He'll get it. Curve. He'll get to it. So in two weeks, do it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And maybe exactly you'll get socials this week because I'm stable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm still waiting for the hot dog clip to come out on Facebook, but uh, oh. that's besides the point. Yeah, Until well, next Facebook week, doesn't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> or how about Facebook. on X? <gasps> Look out! Oh. Uh-oh. All right. So until next week, gentlemen, we shall see you later. Have a pleasant afternoon, evening, and morning, and then uh, drink your oat milk. Hey, everyone! Thank you so much for listening to us here at Two Noobs Talking. If you want more of Two Noobs on social media, we're here for you. 
You can find us by searching Two Noobs Talking on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Clapper. Have a great week, and we look forward to delivering another great episode to you next week. Take care. <laughs>